If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Yo, what's up? I'm Trey Chaney, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastards. I got that momentum, momentum, momentum. The more I climb, the more they feel them. Momentum. All right, today we got Trey Chaney off the porch with us today. What's up, my brother? How you feeling, gang? I'm good, man. I'm blessed, man. I'm, I'm happy to be here off the porch, baby. Happy to have you. Yeah, man. Thank you. For sure. Yeah. So what you out here working on in Atlanta? Man, you know what? It's crazy, man, because I've been living in ATL for the last four years. And um, I'm originally from Fallsville, Maryland, Washington, D.C., representing DMV. And I started in this business at the age of eight years old, you know, as an R&B and hip-hop dancer. That continued on, that continued on a bunch of years throughout my career, my life. Um, I want to say at age 18, that's when I had my first audition for the HBO series The Wire. You know, and because um, a lot of people, they know me as the character Poop from the HBO series The Wire. And currently out here in Atlanta, I play the character Kendrick on Bounce TV's number one show, Saints and Sinners. So my acting career has been what, you know, the people have really known me for. For sure. Yeah. So how would you say life compares to Atlanta versus growing up in Maryland? Man, um... Well, Atlanta is full of definitely entrepreneurs. This is black Hollywood, you know what I'm saying? Growing up in DMV, it was more so political. You know what I'm saying? You down there at the White House, you know, yeah. you got the president, you know, and, and but one thing that, that DMV taught me was how to hustle, how to get it on my own, how to grind for any and everything that I ever wanted. So what I did was I just, I took that hustle from DMV, Washington, D.C., and brought it to ATL. You know what I'm saying? So just being out here, it was almost like I took the hustle, the grind. I said, all right, we're moving to Atlanta, and I'm going to turn up out here, and I'm going to get it. You know, and, and now with, with everything that's popping off in television and film and music out here, I'm really, I'm just, I love ATL. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, for the last four years, it's been nothing but joy, peace, and happiness for me, my wife, and my, my son. For sure. Yeah. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? I definitely jumped off the porch. I jumped off the porch at eight years old. I jumped off the porch at eight years old. I was a kid that always knew what I wanted to do at the age of eight in, in elementary school. I knew I wanted to be in the entertainment business in, in some type of shape, form, or fashion. And like I said, just starting off as a, as a hip-hop dancer and that, you know, like going into hip-hop music and, and of course acting, I just always knew what I wanted to do. So I gotta say I jumped off the porch at eight. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Once I jumped off that porch, even though it was different trials and tribulations that come with this entertainment business, as we all know, I still was able to overcome certain trials and tribulations, struggles, and still be here today. We're talking over 25 years in the business. So it's just been, it's been a real honor, you know what I'm For saying? Sure. 
what was it about cinema or entertainment that drew you in, like motivated you and inspired you as a young kid? Man, what motivated and inspired me, man, was just the entertainment business alone. Like being around legends like Big Daddy Kane in the music business, being around Rakim, Bell Bib DeVoe, Bobby Brown. To this day, those guys are still my OGs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like reconnecting with them as a grown man, as somebody who they look at like, yo, you one of my favorite characters on The Wire or Saints and Sinners or some of the other projects that I've been a part of. It, it, they really drew me to that. You know, I remember seeing Big Daddy Kane perform I Get the Job Done when I was eight years old at the Apollo Theater in New York City. Because I was traveling from DC to Apollo in New York City a lot, just performing, winning talent shows. And, and Big Daddy Kane was one of the special guests. And just seeing him, you know, perform that, I said, you know, this is definitely something that I'm going to do for life. And then when we go back and we look at actors such as Sidney Poitier, you know what I'm saying? Denzel Washington, Will Smith, like just, just being a kid growing up looking at these guys, these black African-American entertainers, actors on screen, I always knew this was something that I wanted to do. So what I did was I just pursued it, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Who did you look at as some of your influences, like actor-wise, like I want to be like them when I get older? Well, definitely, I got to say Denzel Washington. Yeah. You know, I got to say Denzel Washington, just his body of work. Um, I was just watching The Soldier Story the other day. You know what I'm saying? One of the, one of his roles that really, really stood out, you know, and, and you know, people like him, Samuel Jackson, you know, and, and, and Will, like I said, Will Smith, just, just looking at these type of guys, you know, and, and them coming from whatever background they come from, whether they came from the bottom, you know, their stories of how they, how they blew up. I was just looking at that, man. And I was like, you know what? That's something that I definitely aspire to be. And, and one thing I always heard those guys say was they never gave up. And that's, that's my message to this day. It's just about never giving up and, and continuing to, you know, push, strive for your dreams, regardless of the circumstances. For sure. When did you start taking your career serious? Like, this is what I really want to do. I'm passionate about this. So I'm going to put my all into it. Man, I, I, I got to say, man, at that young age, man, at that young age of between eight years old and 13, you know, because I was on the road a lot as a kid, you know, and just traveling from city to city, state to state, performing. I, I was taking it serious then, but I, but I have to say it wasn't until I was casted for the HBO series The Wire in 2002, you know, and that's when I was like, yo, back then I didn't know what I was a part of. But at the same time, I was like, I know I'm a part of something special, but we looking at 19 to 20 years later and the wire is still being talked about. You know, so, so back then, I wanna say in 2002, I knew that's when it was time to start taking his career serious as an actor. And anytime I had a hiatus or anything, I said, you know what? I'm gonna go back to really doing this music. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So put us in your shoes, right? The wire. Yeah. What was it like in the audition? Oh my God. Man, you taking me back right now. Pat Moran 
was the casting director for The Wire. So, and that's out there in Baltimore. I'm from DMV, Fallsville, Maryland, DC, but I had to drive to Baltimore to audition for the character Weebay. Whoa. I had, I, had to, I had to audition for the character Weebay. But going out there, mind you, this is my first audition, my first job as an actor, right? So I go in there and Pat Moran, I'll never forget. She said, Slate. And I didn't know what that was. And for any aspiring actor that's out there right now that want to know what a slate is, is you state your first and last name, your height, your birthday, your agent. I didn't know what any, any of that was. Yeah. So I told her, I said, look, I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? And she said, look, this is what it is. And I remember doing it. And then I, it was a monologue that was presented to me. And I was nervous, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I was real nervous. And she said, look, I need you to read this monologue for this character named Weebay. Shout out to my man, Hassan Johnson, too. So I, I, read, I read for the character, but I was always good at remembering lines because I'm an artist. You know, we write songs all day, you know, so I was always good at remembering lines. And I remember reciting the monologue. And she was like, I could tell you never acted before. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's exactly that's exactly what she said to me. She said, I could tell you never you never did this before. And I told her the truth. I said, no, I haven't. But I still had that confidence. I still did it. Yeah. And once I did it, I remember getting a call back like three, four years later. No, not three, four years later, three weeks later. And she said, um, you didn't get casted for the character Weebay because you was too short, but you got cast for the character Malik Pukar. And man, HBO, The Wire, David Simon, who was the creator, that's when my journey began. Once my journey began on that show, man. I hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I didn't know what I was a part of until probably like the first season aired and the fifth episode came on and I started getting booked to travel across the country to do parties, host parties, make appearances. <laughs> I didn't know what nothing, I didn't know what it was until then. And that's when I was like, you know what, I'm a part of something special. And to be sitting here off the porch right now, 19 years later, reminiscing and remembering when The Wire first started, when I got casted, man, I'm a part of something that's legendary. I'm a part of something that's it's huge, it's a part of history. Nah, for sure. 
So now that we got you here, you know I gotta ask you this, man. So your hairline on the show, <laughs> was you purposely cutting your hair like that? Let me tell you something. Oh, I got you? a bald head now. <laughs> so look. Please tell us, man. For everybody, for, for, for everybody out there that always talked about my hairline, this is the first, this, this the first time I'm gonna talk about this on Off the Porch. I didn't realize that my headline was receding. I didn't at a young age. I did I thought my little haircuts was slick. You know what I'm saying? And I was young back then. I was I had just turned 20, 21 years old. I didn't realize it. But at the same time, man, it was it was for the character. It was for the character. But let me tell y'all something. Once I once I got older, once I got older, I said, you know what? I'm gonna let this joint go. I'm going to let it go. Now I'm, I got the bald head. I got the beard. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a whole different type of person right now, man. But you know what? I'm going to be real, man. That, that headline joke never dies. <laughs> like, it never dies. It never goes away. But at the same time, it was, it was a part of who I was back then on the show. For sure. So five seasons of The Wire, right? Yeah. How would you describe your time being there and like experiencing everybody else's characters as well? Like it was a legendary TV show, like you said, 20 to 15 years later. Yeah. We still here, we still talking about it. Yeah. Um, my time spent on that show was, was all about being a sponge, just soaking up all the knowledge from all the other actors. You got Wood Harris, who played in Above the Rim, paid in full, you know what I'm saying? Like you got Will Harris who played Avon Barksdale, Itras Elba, you know what I'm saying, who played Stringer Bell, Michael B. Jordan, who played Wallace. Like I was, I was able to be on set with, you know, who we consider legends as of today, but I knew they was legends back then. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we still family to this day. Anytime, you know, we able to see each other or conversate, it's always love. And, um, I just knew, you know, that time spent on a wire was gonna wanna shape the artist and actor who I am as of today. For sure. You know, and, and I'm able to to mentor other young brothers and sisters like, yo, this is how I started, this is where it took me, this is this is where it could take you, you know what I'm saying? Just just being able to not only get all of the accolades from the show, but being able to be become a mentor to young people like yo. If this is what you want to do, you want to act, these are the steps you got to take. And yeah. some of the steps that I took was just getting on that internet, saying, yo, you know what? I'm going to find me an agent. I'm going to find me a manager. I'm going I'm to take headshots. I'm going to take pictures, you know what I'm saying, to, to really submit to these different casting directors, producers, writers, and, and just give it my all, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Now, with HBO Max making a huge impact on streaming services, do you feel we'll see a season six? That's a hard one. That's a hard question because The Wire ended, and, and let me be clear, The Wire ended. It wasn't never canceled. Never, the Wire never got canceled. It just, it went off air. Yeah. It ended at a high note, a very high note, and, um, to be honest, I don't know if we're going to see a season six. I don't know if we're going to get a season six of that. Uh, it, it, 
it ended on a high level, man. And, 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 it's, and it's still being talked about 20 years later. That's the, that's the answer for that. True. Long live Bodie, man. <laughs> J.D. Williams, that's my brother. You know we on Saints and Sinners together. Word. J.D. Williams plays Jabari on Saints and Sinners. This Bounce TV's number one show. I play Kendrick. I play the son of Clifton Powell and Vanessa Bell Calloway. Amazing show. We just wrapped our season five finale on yeah. Bounce TV. It was number one. And I'm just, like I said, man, it's still being the business, man, all these years later, playing on these shows and, and these films. It's amazing. I was gonna say, I wonder y'all chemistry on set together is like immaculate. Yeah, yeah, that's my brother. You know, that, that's, that's my brother forever. J.D. Williams will always be my brother. I learned a lot from him. Not just him playing Bodie, but on and off screen, like I said, we family. You know, and we able to chill, man. We able to, to kick it, you know, and, and it's just, it's love every time we see each other. For sure. So what's one thing you feel that you learned from the wife that you applied to Saints and Sims? Well, one thing I did learn from the wire is just showing up on time, knowing your lines, diving right into character. And that's what I apply to Saints and Sinners now. You know, that, that, that's what I apply to every movie or television project that I do. Show up on time as an actor, you gotta know your lines. You gotta show up on time and you gotta be ready for change because the producer, director, writer could come and say, yo, here's some new lines. You need to remember these instead of the old ones. We need you to have it like that in five minutes. And if you don't know it, that could be your job. So just, just, just stay ready so you don't gotta get ready. That's my advice. For sure. How would you describe the difference in your roles and your characters? Poot was a more so of a low-level drug dealer, followed behind the Barksdale crew. Kendrick on Saints and Sinners is this broken guy that is trying to, you know, kind of like rekindle the relationship with his family that he's never had, and he's broken. He's going through all these different emotional roller coasters and. Um, that's that's the difference between those two you know you got the drug dealer who did what he did but on the wire but kendrick is like i said this broken character who's trying to find his way and he and he's not trying to let his past define his future yeah that's solid so talk to us about venturing into music man mm -hmm. you were always like you said an artist at heart yeah so how did you learn to pick up the passion again and pick up the pieces to pursue your dream again Man, I was always into music, but 2012 was when I really started um, taking this thing serious. I started putting out not just singles, but I wanted to put a visual to it. So I wrote this record called Dedicated Father, and it was focusing on, you know, black men as fathers that stepping up every day for their kids. And I remember writing the record, shooting the video, shout out to Champion Studios who shot it. And I submitted it to BET. It showed four generations. It showed my grandfather, Sam Senior, who's now deceased, but we all know the energy never dies. Just in a physical form, he's deceased. But my, my grandfather, Sam Senior, my dad, Skip Cheney, Sam Junior, myself, and my son. 
and I wanted to show four generations. And when I, when I sent that to BET, uplifting black men, uplifting fathers, BET, Revolt, MTV picked that joint up. So it started really like going crazy, right? So, so I became the artist who makes positive initiative music. So what I did was I said, you know what? I still have to give people that aspect of who I am, staying true to myself as a husband, as a father, and I still got to give people what I do on my downtime. When I want to go to the club, when I want to pop a bottle of mo, you know what I'm saying? Like when I want to chill. And I started writing records like one of a kind, produced by my brother CR The Show. You know, and, and we started shooting like animation videos. I started shooting videos for that. And, and I ended up shooting 20 music videos. This this on my YouTube page, Dedicated Father Series page. And um, just being independent, having my own company, Cheney Vision Entertainment. And, uh, you know, my fan base from the acting world being able to relate to my music because I'm not, I'm not lying in my lyrics. You know what I'm saying? I'm not speaking about some something that if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your mcdonald's bag as a placemat then that wasn't a road trip it was just a really long drive at participating mcdonald's i'm not yeah i'm staying true to who i am i just put this record out called momentum and uh momentum is 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 like my baby right now that's what i'm pushing Momentum, it's, it's, it's all about having a momentum to stay motivated to keep going regardless of the circumstances. It's about never giving up. And the video is directed by my brother, Don Juan. His, his IG is I am Don Juan. And it's produced by CR The Show. You know, it's written by me and my writing partner, E1 Letter. And um, Momentum, it started off as just a dope, you know, record hip-hop video that the networks are getting ready to start airing. But in it, I feature my wife, my two kids, and my granddaughter. You know, we, we balling out in the Rolls Royce, chilling. <laughs> but it's, tar- it's turned into a fitness brand now. Because it's not just about having the momentum to stay motivated to continue to do, you know, to, to continue to keep going and, and be who you want to be in life. It's about eating healthy working out every day, you know what I'm saying? Having a focused mind, staying determined on whatever goal that you got. So now it's turning into something, it's turning into a business. You know, it's turning into something more than just a song and a video. So I'm real proud of that. Uh, my EP, 3X Trilogy is out. You know, it's on, it's on all digital streaming platforms. And just to be able to transition from the actor to the artist, the rapper. I never, I never was somebody who said, I do music. You know, when I hear artists say that, I'm like, all right, you know, that's cool. But a lot of these executives, they want to see results. So me being able to show results and say, yo, I don't just do music. Turn on BT Jams, turn on Revolt, turn on the radio. You're going to see me and you're going to hear me. So that's what I've been able to do for the last 15 years? Yeah. That's real. It's been dope. So what else are you working on right now? Secret Society is my new film. Y'all got to check that joint out. 
Secret Society is top five on Amazon Prime right now, and it just grossed over $2 million. No major distribution. It's on Amazon Prime. It hasn't even went overseas yet. It hasn't even went to television yet. No major press. But Secret Society, I play this character named O. It's starring Vivica Fox, Jeremy Meeks, Erica Pinkett, Raina Love, so many other amazing cast members are part of this film. And Miyasha Coleman is the writer. She's the producer. She's a brilliant writer. And Jamal Hill directed it. Rich Coleman is also an executive producer as well. Shout out to Rich. Shout out to Jamal Hill. Shout out to Miyasha Coleman. And this film, it's about these two young ladies played by Erica Pinkett and Raina Love, Tina and Celeste. And their lifestyle is lavish. I'm talking about cars, money, clothes. But they hold a secret that the audience doesn't know if, you, if you've never watched it. They hold this secret that if this secret comes out, it could cost them their life. Yeah. And I play the character O, and I'm in love with one of their characters, Celeste, which is Raina Love's character. And I will, I'm willing to do anything for her, but I also hold a secret that shocks the audience. So this film, and I don't want to give too much away. I can't give, I can't give too much away, but Secret Society is huge. Like I said, grossed over $2 million already. No overseas, no, no television debut yet, and just straight up and down independent. You know, and I, I just, Miyasha Coleman and Rich Coleman casting me to play this character and trusting me to play this character. Oh, it was a dream come true. For sure. And I'm just, I'm, I'm honored, man. Yeah. Any last words and shout outs? Last words and shout outs is just stay committed to that process. Fall in love with the process. Don't get emotionally attached to that end result. This business, whether you're an actor, whether you're an artist, it's about waking up every single day, giving it 100%. Whether you get what you want or not, keep going, keep hustling, keep grinding. Because every day that we wake up above ground, we bless. Trey Chaney, follow me. My new page, because Instagram, I got my, my old page got hacked, but my new IG is dedicated father series page. And all of the new updates on my television projects, films, it's going crazy. Shout out to all my whole, shout out to my whole entire team. Love. For sure. Trey Channing, appreciate having you today, man. Hey man, thank you. I love Off the Porch. Dirty Glove Bashes, I, lo I love y'all. You know Appreciate what I'm saying? It. I watch y'all all the time. I had to bring a bottle of Mo. I say, hold up, everybody got to pull up today, man. Yeah, yeah, we pull about up to come Bodie, man. Long live Bodie, man. You already know. <laughs> Straight up. I got that momentum, momentum, momentum. The more I climb, the more they feel them. Momentum, momentum, momentum. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag 
did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.